Worshipful brethren, brethren all, welcome to Freemasonry in seven minutes or less. In this episode, Brother Renshaw will be reading uh, a paper on fundraising in the old days. Over to you, Brother Renshaw. Thank you. Uh, by the old days, I'm referring to the period of perhaps the eight, late 1800s. I will talk about two subjects. The first subject uh, I'd like to talk about is what we call dining members. We can see from records that many lodges charged a different membership fee for those who only attend the festive board. For example, uh, Villiers Lodge, uh, 1194, on the Grand Lodge of England in Islesworth, Middlesex, they set their fees in 1869 so that regular members paid one guinea subscription, whereas dining members paid two guineas just to join the festive board. Uh, the lodge is still extant and holds a very special position as it is one of the founder lodges of the province of Middlesex and uh, was consecrated in 1867. So it's over 150 years old. But I, I'm fairly sure that they've, cha they've changed their fees and they may have done away with the um, special... Uh, uh, dining dining members subscription. Mm -hmm. um, uh, by the way, the they used to uh, the lodge used to meet in a very elegant Georgian building, but now uh, that building is being used as offices, so they've had to move. Um, a more modern example, I've searched the internet, um, is a lodge set up by the Royal Army Ordnance Corps. It's called Suatella Tonanti Lodge, 8003 on the Grand Lodge of England, and it was established in 1965. Mm -hmm. We can see from their lodge records that the annual subscription at that time for dining members was £7 sterling, or about $9, which included, uh, quote, an unlimited supply of wine. <laughs> mm. there, there was a third category of members called a country member, uh, but he was not entitled to attend the festive board. Including a meal in the member's subscription became a burden on the lodge, so that as of 2003, this lodge, uh, they've changed uh, the fee structure, so there is only a single annual subscription for all members, set at £44 a year, which is the equivalent of $50, and meals are paid for separately. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I wonder if, if lodges would think about reinstating the dining member. The, the idea is that this member wouldn't attend lodge, uh, he, so he would have no say in how the lodge is run or any charitable work, and he wouldn't be involved in the ritual work, and would only attend the meals afterwards and just enjoy the camaraderie. Um, this might increase regular memberships and induce many non-attending members to attend Lodge again. 
So what do you think, Brother Evans? Well, I, I think this is a good idea because we, we run three lodges out of one temple in Newquay and we often visit each other's lodge. So I think if we were to do some kind of fee, we'd do it up the fees a little bit. Um, but no, I think that'd be quite a good idea. I think that's we've got an exceptionally good catering system Where in our lodge. We have a um, uh, two privateers from a local hotel and they come in and they do uh, a dinner three or four times a, um, a month. It's a nice little side dinner for them and it's very, very affordable. It's, it's £14 for a three-course course meal. And um, that's the, I think that's the best time to meet with other brethren and have a chat. It's, it's over the festive board. You don't get to speak to each other during the ritual. Right. And right, right. If, if you're in your own lodge and you're only, you know, you don't want to go to another meeting. Mm-hmm. You don't want to hear the, the, um, the, exactly. the full ceremony. You just want to go yes. to the dining and say hello to your friends. Yes, which yes. is really good. So I think that would be a, a very encouraging way to do things. And, and another thing I've I've, I've um, seen in other lodges, which I think we might try and introduce at our next meet, is the obligatory payment for um, for dining services. You're mm. automatically on the register unless you say you're not going. Mm. So um, this is kind of the problem. Is I, I run the catering in my lodge. Well, I don't, I don't run it. I I take the um, I take the orders. But you put the message out as soon as possible then you get a message three hours before you meet. Oh, I'll, I'll be dining tonight. And I was like, well, no, I told you three weeks ago, you need to tell me at least three days before we attend. And then I get four or five people saying, yeah, I'm attending tonight. <laughs> right. like, well, I, I always add three or four just for that very, very reason. Yeah, yeah. And some people don't even bother contacting, but right. you know, there, are, there are ways of being polite and running things a lot better. But right. Right. I think that'd be very successful. But it, it'd be nice to have some kind of dining lodge members that's county-wide. So you can log on to a website and then book yourself in to visit different lodges. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that that has a little bit of merit. In mm. in Tokyo, we have a professional level kitchen, mm. and normally the stewards are the ones that organise the meals. Oh, okay, and so it's a little bit hit and miss. Um, more often than not, they they um, order in something. Yes, and so but it, so. Um, uh, uh, uh. Uh, so that can be a little bit of a problem. Um, I'm, but in in Scotland, um, which I think was a great idea when I visited there, the wives of the members prepared the food. Mm. And so all the wives used to get together and chat, and yeah. then the men would eat separately. And the wives ah. would also probably eat either not in the kitchen but in some other um, room, and this gets rid of the concept of a masonic widow, yes. somebody who's always yes. left at home and waiting for the yes. husband to come back. That's true. So yeah, so this is I like, think that was a really good idea. Um, yeah, would like to encourage that. That's it, because I do think that's kind of that's, it is a problem with partners as well, especially right if you get you get golf widows, you get surf widows, masonic widows. <laughs> yeah, being being left alone for one night, it's quite a big part of somebody's life, Freemasonry. So yeah, to integrate them back into it, that would it'd be quite nice. That would be quite good. It's also nice to have all the wives talking together and meeting each other, and helping. <laughs> helping out yeah and then when we do a charity event then the wives are again understand and they're, they're already organized and that's a good point yeah. know each other, so they work together well yeah is, yeah more of a community feel that's yeah, yeah. that's really good yes. excellent uh, it's, it's not happening in tokyo yet no <laughs> so 
A second idea I had to improve lodge finances is to reinduce absentee fines. Yes. Um, in Albert Mackey's Encyclopedia of Freemasonry of 1950, he writes that um, fines were introduced from the beginning of masonry in ah. 1720. And uh, many of the exposés in the 1700s write about these fines. But by um, uh, 1950, it seems these fines were no longer being imposed, at least in the UK. Okay, interesting. One reason people were familiar with being fined for being absent is because the Church of England also fines parishioners for not attending church. Because at that time, church attendance was was compulsory by law. Yes, good point. And uh, this law was only retracted in 1868 Mm. with the Compulsory Church Rate Abolition Act. (laughs) Um, Mm. I think it may be difficult to introduce this across the board in a lodge. Mm. For example, a one-pound fine for every meeting that is lost. However, it may be possible to introduce a small fine for Masons who are going through the degrees or newly raised Masons. Uh, This would be to remind the Mason that his oath included regular attendance and obeying regular summons Mm. from the Lodge. Yeah, that's true. You don't want people just to join and then just, just take the mickey. They just don't turn up. Yes, That's true. Once they've done their degrees, they don't turn up. Yes, so um, is that possible? Is this an idea? <laughs> oh, it's certainly Ricky. something to think about. I, I think it's good. I think it's good just to keep a tight ship. I think it's a, <laughs> a reasonable suggestion. It's definitely something to ponder about. And um, mm-hmm. on, on that note, um, I think we'll we'll leave that one there. That's that's something <laughs> to think about. So, um, any, if you have any questions, please email on the link below. We now part on the square, and we will meet soon. Thank you, and goodbye. And goodbye for me. <laughs> Cool.